0: I can't believe you two took that raving lunatic seriously. What do you think this
1: is? I, um... Yeah, I I don't know when I'm gonna... I don't know when I'm gonna... Get back on a plane again. I can't imagine... I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like on a plane now. Like taking a plane somewhere. Like I, I can't imagine. Like what you have to go through.
0: Uh, you know, especially
1: with uh, you know everybody that has to wear a mask on a plane now. I don't know. It's causing some problems. I suppose. I, I see things online about people that. You know, sort of challenge the rule, sort of challenge the mandate, like, you know, don't want to be forced to wear a mask. You know, I don't know. It, it's, you know, just wear one. You know, we're all trying to get to where we're going. I mean, that's, you know, I've never, I've been on a few planes where people will be sort of intentionally kind of disruptive on the plane and everybody's just trying to sit and get to where the hell they're going. We don't want to be here and we just want to get to where we need to go. And there's, you know, I've been on a few flights where there's been people that will be disruptive on a plane. And I never quite understood that. Like I don't, you know, there's people that will be deliberately disruptive or deliberately like challenging, Any kind of rule that is ever put in place. Now, I've said this many times. I am a stickler for following the rules. I am a rule follower. Just the way it is. I will be the most undisruptive person (laughs) in the entire planet. Especially in a plane. I'm going to be the most undisruptive person in the plane. You're not even going to know that I'm in there. You're not even going to know that I'm sitting next to you. You know that's the other thing. You know when somebody tries to <laughs> when somebody tries to talk you to death on an airplane that you're sitting next to somebody. I don't know uh, that type of personality is kind of strange. I, I because I would probably never do it. You know, if uh, the most I will do, the most I will do. Conversation-wise, on an airplane, is if I don't know. Look, I you know, and I I don't. I'm I'm a stickler for the aisle seat. I will always take the aisle seat. I don't want a window seat. I you know, I've never been. You know, you look out the plane window. There's, there's really nothing much to see. You know, if you've done it a few times, you get it. I'm sticking for the aisle seat. I like to get up and down easy. Up and down easy. I don't want to ask nobody. I don't want to bother you. I don't want to wake you up if I need to get up. Because most likely I'll, I'll need to go to the bathroom about 50 times. So I, I want to be able to get up free and easy. Free and easy. You know. So the most I'll do is usually when I get to my seat and there's nobody sitting there. Or I'm waiting for somebody and they're going to come. You know, I'll say, how's it going? Good morning, good afternoon, whatever. And that's it. That's the most conversation I'll do. I will not bother anybody. uh, With long, drawn-out conversations about what do you do, blah, blah, blah. I just won't do it. So I'm probably, if you get me on a flight as your uh, co-seat person, I don't know what you call that, your fellow aisle, fellow seat assigned person, You have no issues with me. You have no problems with me causing any disruptions, talking your ear off, and just being annoying. It won't happen. I'll sit very quietly. I'll sit very still. I'll watch my little movies on the screen. I'll do whatever I got to do to
0: avoid awkwardness on a plane. But there are those that do not believe in that principle. And why?
1: And and why? I mean, because now I've seen people like I'm interested by that personality. That personality has always sort of interested me because I wonder where that comes from. Because, I, you know, I'll know people and I'll watch people sometimes that, you know, they they either go to an establishment that is, you know, like plane, like an airline or a government building or
0: an office building. I don't
1: know. One of those establishments. And no matter what's being told to them they will be immediately defensive and argumentative. Either they, the that company's done something to them before or they're scarred from a previous uh, ex- experience that no matter who they deal with, they always feel like they're getting played or, you know. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. But anyway, the reason I was saying, the reason I was talking about the plane stuff is that I saw a video this morning of, uh, of, of some disruption that happened on a plane with, a, with uh, somebody that wasn't, they didn't want to wear a mask, they refused to wear a mask, and there was a baby involved, and this baby was a baby, I mean a baby, so we're talking fresh baby. And it's on a plane. And it's got an owner. This is Frontier Airlines. Now, I've never heard of Frontier Airlines. Never. Never seen it. Never seen it on a... uh, Never seen it on a... What's it called? Runway? Tarmac? I've never seen it. I've been to a lot of airports. Never seen Frontier Airlines. I don't know... What Frontier Airlines is, and maybe I'm naive or ignorant in this matter, but in my world, there's only like four airlines that I would consider probably going on: American Airlines, uh, Delta Airlines now really that's it that's that's probably it I've never have I done Virgin? I don't know if I've done Virgin probably two there's really only two American and Delta so that's probably it um, any of those other airlines that I don't know of I'm not sure I want to be on those flights because there always seems to be issues on those flights so I don't know what they are or what the issues are like why they're always happening there but You know, this person had a baby on a plane. And that always was weird to me. Like, why would you bring a baby on
0: a plane? And, yeah, why? Why would you do that, I wonder?
1: Always been interested by that. I I don't think if if I had a baby, if I had a baby, I don't think that I'd be taking it anywhere. Honestly. You know, there's people that will take babies on trips, take babies to concerts, take babies to movie theaters. They can't even watch the movie. And I understand your parents, you need to go out. But I think when a baby's in its baby form, it should be kept in a safe environment at home. Now, when you take a baby onto a plane with you, and then not only do you have a baby, but then you continue to argue with staff and everybody else that well, I don't want to wear a mask, even though. You have to wear one. So not only are you traveling with your newborn child, at the same time you want to get into an argument and debate about rules and regulations and everything else. And there's the baby and there are people standing in the aisle. There's people yelling that he's holding the baby in the carrier. Baby swinging around looking up like it doesn't even know where it is and something about the baby didn't have a mask on and somebody needs to get a baby mask and, and it's just chaos. Like I, you know, that's the one thing that concerns me about flying and about traveling at the moment is like the randomness of some people and the, unpredictability of what people are going to do. I, I, I can't a lot of times I can't guess what's going on with people nowadays. I cannot even sort of uh, you know predict what people's movements are anymore or what their behavior is going to be. So me trying to sort of I just want a free, clean and easy flight man. That That's all I want. No dramas no no getting into a debate discussion about what's wrong or right. Look, if you want me to put a mask on and fly, then that's what I'll do. You want me to sit here and shut up? That's what I do because I need to get to where I'm going. We all want to just get to where we're going. Okay? 99.8% of people in the plane really just want to sit plug in, and just get this experience over with, you know?
0: I'm really considering
1: just trying trying to do first class for the rest of my life. That's my motivation. I do first class once in a while, depending on how I'm feeling. If I'm feeling like I can't do, especially the trips between Australia and the U.S., they're 15-hour flights, 14-hour flights. And sometimes, honestly, I just don't have the heart to do coach. A lot of times I just don't have the heart. I can't do it. Often, sometimes I'll do it. If I know certain planes are going to be not as full, uh, then I will go for coach. Because inevitably you're going to get a seat next to you that's empty. Or you get a whole row of seats that's empty. That's great. Because you can lay out like a bed. Um, There's certain routes that, uh, especially if I fly from Sydney to Dallas, uh, a lot of times, most of the time that flight is not full. It's not a full flight. I think because it's a little bit longer. It's like a 15, 16 hour flight. So not a lot of people go for that flight. I usually do because uh, it's never usually a, it's never a full flight. Um, so if you're willing to put up with the extra like two hours of travel um, and do the full 15, then that's usually the way to go for me, and often you can get yourself an upgrade and you know, and fly first class anyway. But, you know, if you want to save a few bucks and fly coach, um, just look at the route you're taking sometimes. Sometimes you can kind of predict whether or not a flight's going to be full or not if you've done it a few times. Um, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This podcast is going from a, a mental... Health assistance podcast to a travel tip now. I don't know. I really didn't know what to discuss today guys. Like honestly, like I you know, I you know, sometimes I wanna come on here and I really wanna delve into stuff, but a lot of times like there there are some weeks where I just um I lack inspiration sometimes and uh yeah, my mind's just not very clear or it's not sort of running right. Um But, uh, what was I talking about? Uh,
0: it's, um, yeah. I don't know. But,
1: it's difficult, man. It's difficult. Um, I'm sure it's difficult these days. Very, very difficult. Things have uh, calmed down a lot out there, though, I've noticed. Things have sort of gotten a little bit calmer out there. Um, They're not as, seems it's not as chaotic as they used to be. I don't know. They might be, they might not be. Um, I know leading up to the election, we, uh, last year, you know, I guess I was probably watching the news more than normal, so it seemed chaotic. I, I try to avoid watching the news. I don't watch the news really at all. I just find it too sort of, you know, it's just a lot. It's just a lot sometimes. It's too much. Sometimes I'll get, I'll, sometimes I'd rather just get the first headline and what's the most important thing going on and try to figure out and and just listen to like what's happening and then turn it off. Like I don't, You know, and I'm not telling anybody you should avoid the news. I'm not telling anybody that the news is bad or anything or or none of that stuff. It's just, I know for me, from my experience, like watching the news sometimes can be just, you don't need all that stuff. Sometimes you don't need all that information. All that information sometimes is like way too much. It's way too over... it can get over the top i mean yeah you might need to know maybe about the first thing that's going on if you know there's you know like a pandemic for example you might need to get the gist of it but you don't need to watch a whole hour-long thing about coronavirus you don't need to watch uh, a whole presentation about uh Everything that's going on in the world, as far as the pandemic wise, because it's too—it's just too much. It's too much information. It just gets into your brain, and and not only that, if you watch the news, plus you're looking at your Facebook phone all day. Uh, you know, I I don't even have Facebook on my phone. I I don't even have the app on there. You know, I uh, I think I've got—I don't have it on my actual phone. I've got it on—I've got the Facebook app on my. Uh, on my iPad that and that's that's it, but even and then i don't usually use it uh, but there there are people that will just be on Facebook all day long and just looking at news and news and news and consuming all this misinformation content and just like re- that plus watching the news it, it's too much it 's too much you don't need to you, you really don't I mean when you really think about it, you don't really need to have. So much information. You don't need to know about somebody dying overseas. You don't need to know about, you know, five people getting shot. It, you don't need that in your life. You don't need it. You don't need it in your life. It's not your issue, right? It's it's sad that things happen, but a lot of times, all you can do is kind of just control your own. We all have a hard enough time controlling our own lives, so. Knowing just knowing about stuff doesn't necessarily make anything any better. You know? It doesn't. It's um Yeah. Because it gives you a false interpretation of what's sometimes what's really going on out there in the world. And how bad things are how they aren't as bad and I don't know. It's it's uh
0: yeah it's it's tough it's tough but you know
1: we're still alive, man we're still alive we've got you know if you're still walking, if you can still get up, if you still got your arms, you know if
0: you still got your legs, then yeah what i mean what else is there you know uh, uh, it's it's hard
1: to put things into perspective sometimes it's difficult because we don't most of us don't appreciate what we have until it's not here anymore and that's just the truth i mean that's that and that's the truth for a lot of us man we we don't we don't I know I probably don't appreciate what I have. And then if it went away, I know I probably, you know, would say I didn't appreciate that while I had it. Now that I don't have it, uh, yeah, it'd be good to have. Most of us walk through life with that. You know, we always think we're going to be able to walk around, get to where we're going, you know. The next thing you know, you're crossing the street like you do every day that you've been doing for the last 20 years of your life. Every day you cross the same street. But this one day, some guy plows through and just runs you over. And you can't move. And you're laying on the road like, I can't feel my legs.
0: So... And then you will think, well, gee, like what...
1: Now that I'm, basically, I can't walk and I can't go where I want to go and it's more difficult now just to get from one room to the other. What was all the other stuff I was complaining about? You
0: know? You know, what?
1: Um, It's difficult to put things into perspective. Um, I don't... Re- I... I don't think I use situations like that enough. I don't think I use situations like that enough or think about that enough. Like what if you didn't have both legs one day? What if you got some weird disease? What if you travel to some weird country and you got some weird disease or, you know, you're in Brazil and you swallow like something strange That like, you know, paralyzes you or something. uh, You know what? What?
0: What if? You know. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Appreciate what you got. Appreciate what you have. Have appreciation for it. Have appreciation for it. It's hard to get appreciation for it. You have to be appreciate it's hard to get appreciation for life for freedoms for just simple stuff being able to breathe right (laughs) you know being healthy being able to move have both legs like it's it's hard to get appreciation for it unless you're humbled by it once you get humbled by something that happens to you or that's when you kind of get into it but that's when you get appreciation, but most of the time, people aren't
0: appreciative, you know? Um, you know, I'm sure if there was the guy in a wheelchair, and he was looking at a guy that can walk, and, you know, he's
1: you know, probably consuming things or doing things to his walkable body and just not taking care of it. I'm pretty sure the man in the wheelchair would look at that guy and go, you know, man, I I, I wish, I think that he would want
0: to, you know, go up to that man and say, look at me, man. Now look at you. You
1: need to appreciate what you have. You know, I've been sitting over there and i am just watching you eat like six hamburgers.
0: You know, and a pint of milk. And, uh, I say pint? Is that even a thing? That's like an old English... Why would I say
1: pint of milk? I've never said pint before. Uh... When you eat like drinking a carton of milk, maybe a side of fries. I just seen you eat this, and 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 you're obviously not in great shape. You're not appreciating what you have.
0: It'll get taken away from you. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I see. Um, <laughs> I can't name any of them, but I, there's people that I see that are, you know, they're challenged. There's literally a guy, I can't think of what his name is, but there's a guy that he has no, he has no arms or legs, I think. And he's like a motivational speaker. I wish I could think of, what's that guy's name?
0: What's that guy's name? I'll just have to look it up. Yeah, but he has no... I'll have to look up this guy now. But he's... uh, He'll teach people, like...
1: You know... Be grateful for what you have because look at me type thing i don't even know what to search for i don't even know what to google <laughs> um all right motivational speaker um uh oh, there's actually an already Google already has motivational speaker without arms or legs right here. Uh Nick Nick Volgisic Nick Volgisic Um Yeah, and he doesn't have any arms or legs. And and look, he's already got like five books out.
0: Life without limits. Yeah, Nick Valjicic.
1: Life story of amazing, gutsy Nick Valjicic, who despite being born without arms or legs, has an unbelievably infectious zest for life and now travels the world as highly successful motivational speaker. Wow. I mean, this is like a guy that... You know, I mean, it it could have gone another way for him, you know. He could have been, woe is me, I don't have any arms or legs and I can't do what I want to do, so I'm just going to sit it out for the rest of my life. But nah, this guy, he chose not to do that. And he's Australian too. Shit, I didn't know that. 28-year-old Australian born without arms or legs, man. Inspirational speaker.
0: Uh,
1: well, he once visited Africa at the age of twenty, where he gave away twenty thousand dollars of his life savings to the poor, and raised another twenty thousand for them on the side. How we learn to surf, skateboard,
0: dive, and more. Man, this guy's like a freaking This guy's like a superhero, man.
1: You know, it's 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 amazing. You know, I mean it's somebody that let me close this now. Somebody that uh you know, born without any means of holding anything or walking or doing anything, is able to do amazing things in his life. So, you know, it puts you, you know, stuff like that, it puts into perspective for me, like, um, you know, am I too sort of, am I really doing everything I can do? You know, am I really Living up to my full potential and doing the things that I should be doing with no disability, with no issues. Like, what is my problem? You know, like, what am I doing wrong? So, yeah, look. I don't know what the formula is. I don't know what makes certain people greater than others or what makes other people more sort of successful or have more zest for life or have more, um, drive behind them. And then other people do not, you know, it's not all, I don't think it's all that cut and dry. There there's, there's reasons why people are where they're at. You know, it's either how you were raised it's either what your childhood was like. It's what happened to you when you were a kid. It's you know. It's it's being burned a few times, um, not literally, but like burned as in you know something traumatic happened to you in your life. Um, you know you you might have PTSD. You might have um, you might have gone through a bad divorce. You, you know there's there's so many factors you know that stops people from you no. Know, probably having the best intentions in life and probably really, you know, wanting to do the absolute best that they can do and be successful and be happy. Um, but for a vast majority of people, it's not like that. Um, we can't all be that guy. There's always that guy that will be able to, regardless of anything, always seem to keep pushing on and be successful and keep going, and do things that he's being told not to do, you know. Uh, So we all have reasons why we're not living up to our full potential, because we all have it. You know, we all might not be talented in different things, in different areas, and have different skills, and, uh, you know, be funnier, or more intelligent, or whatever it is, than other people, or get noticed, but... You know, we all have something. We all have something that we could be doing
0: that that will uh, make you feel like you have more of a completed life.
1: You know, when I first started feeling this, you know, when I got to, when I was 35, I turned 35 years old, and. When I turned 35, I really started like really taking a look at my life and how I got to the point of 35, how I got this far and look back to 25, look back 10 years. What's happened within those 10 years, right? And, you know, and, and when I thought about that, honestly, when I thought about that, honestly, like what What's happened the last 10 years of your life? What have you accomplished? What has made you sort of... Have you done anything to put yourself on the map?
0: Do you feel satisfied? And to be honest with you guys... I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't think of anything. Um, It was a lot of stuff that happened... A lot of things that occurred. Uh, but I think, I think really, uh, I, w- I want to say
1: for, you know, that, that 10 year period from when I was about 24 till I got to about 35, I want to say for that 10 year period, like, it, it was more me in a self destructive mode. It was me being self-destructive, like there was nothing, there was nothing in that time period that I wasn't doing that was going to get me anywhere or that was going to make things any better for myself. I did things that were ridiculously stupid, that were careless, that were in not, that was careless in terms of thinking about other people. You know, I I just, I don't know what it was. And, you know, you look back on that person that you were and you think you don't even recognize that person anymore. You don't even know who that guy is, who that guy was. Like, who was that,
0: you know? I mean, I had, you know, I had so many sort of relationships um.
1: In that period, when I shouldn't have been, because I was going through either whatever I was going through, whether I was getting over a divorce, whether I was getting over what all that, all that, that happened going through it, and then I just kind of just didn't give a fuck. I just I just didn't care anymore. I just didn't care, and the the worst possible thing you can do when you just don't care about anything, is. Sort of go around and make people start caring about you, and then you do them wrong by either, you know you know running all over town or doing whatever you want to do, not in no regard concern for anybody else, uh, because you just you feel so badly about yourself that you just don't care anymore. And you can't think of anything worse than what you've already feeling, and you're numb, so you just don't, you're not
0: concerned, and
1: yeah, and I I think about that time period, and I go, well, you know, what could I have done differently, you know, what could I have done that was different during that time, that was not as, it, it, it was completely You know, it was completely unproductive. There was nothing productive about that part of my life. And I can't stand that because, you know, I could have done so much, you know, I could have done so much more. I could have ignored and forgotten about all the other stupid distractions, all the other stupid things that didn't make any sense. I could have just forgotten about all that stuff, you know. And just focused on either building something, uh, making a career out of myself, advancing myself in my business opportunities, or uh, just bettering myself, you know? But I chose not to do any of those things because I just didn't appreciate life. Like, I just didn't appreciate what I had. I didn't appreciate that I was young. I didn't appreciate that I had both arms and legs. You know, I just, none of that stuff mattered. All that mattered was, um what can i do today that's going to make me feel better than what i feel like that's all I, that's that's
0: it that's it you know so you got to you got to life is perspective you know it's it's all about
1: perspective it all is i mean if if you're lost sometimes and you sort of Sometimes look at your life or you look at yourself and you don't really know, like, what, you know, so where am I at? Like, what's going on? Sometimes looking back and analyzing some of the stuff that you've done in your past compared to what you are now will give you perspective on life and will make you sort of
0: make decisions that are beneficial
1: to you going forward because to get to that point where you're looking back and you're now looking at where you are now and going yeah I wish I would have done more you unfortunately sometimes have to go through that period of time and it's just gone and it's lost and you can look back on it and say I wish I would have did this but there's nothing you can do about it it's gone time is your biggest enemy. Time is your biggest enemy. The only
0: thing that works against you is time and yourself. So you can do whatever you want to do.
1: It's just that you have to appreciate time and you have to appreciate what you have. And the fact that you can still get up and move. And go do it. If you can still get up and move, there's no reason why you can't do something. It's all in you. That's all it is. Okay. Anyone with legs can go and do something. But if you're not ready for it, if in your mind you stop yourself from bettering yourself just because of how you feel about yourself, that's the only thing holding you back. So until you forgive yourself for what you've gone through,
0: until you forgive yourself for maybe
1: doing things you've done in your past if you forgive yourself for doing people wrong or taking advantage of people
0: for I don't know whatever it could be
1: committing a crime um, having addictions until you forgive yourself for that there's no there's no way of moving forward because you're always going to stop yourself because you feel like well that's just that's me um you know that's all I deserve
0: so you got to find you got to find that place
1: you got to find that place where you can say, and, and, and be content with it, and you can make peace with it and say, look, I know I've done some things that weren't great. I know I've made decisions in my life that weren't the best decisions I could have made. But you know what? That was a different person. Maybe that was just my path. Maybe that's what I had to go through to kind of learn and get an appreciation for life. That was just my story. That's just how it went. Uh, There's no use competing with anybody else. There's no use comparing yourself with anybody else. It's just all
0: you can control is you. And know that,
1: look, the time you have now, you may have lost time, but the time you have now, at least you still have it. And at least you understand time more. And having a perspective on it.
0: And know that it goes by fast. And it's it's not going to be around forever. Another day starts tomorrow. And then another one after that. Before you know it,
1: half a year has gone. And before you know it, it's New Year. And it's another year. So the only thing working against you is time,
0: and the only thing working against you is yourself. That's
1: it. That's it. You can't blame anybody else. You can't put it on anybody else. You can't put it on any one thing. You made the decisions you made, and
0: you can either forgive yourself for it and move on, or you can stay in the slump
1: and that's where you'll stay and eventually time will just keep moving on without you so um yeah i don't know uh yeah i that that was uh yeah i don't know what we talked about today but talked about some random stuff but
0: but yeah i uh
1: yeah, man. It's been um, so good to talk to you today. It's been good to talk to everybody out there. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for um, subscribing to the podcast uh, on any of the platforms. Please do. Uh, it will uh, help me out a lot to, uh, you know, keep the show going. So thank you so much. Um. I'll see you guys uh, next week. I'll talk to you next week uh, for another episode. And uh, thank you so much. And uh, good night or a good morning or a good afternoon. Uh, see ya. Bye. What do you think
0: this is?